This is an elephant speak. You're talking about finding reality. For the disclaimer, the In Search of Reality podcast and its host does not necessarily believe in or claim that our guests' opinions and stories are a representation of our own views. The podcast, however, is dedicated to giving people a right to speak and share their stories. The In Search of Reality podcast and its host may neither agree or disagree with episode content, but does respect the opinions, worldviews, religious ideals, and information that our guests provide. We believe in freedom of speech and a right to an opinion. Our guest this week is a master palmist, author of May I See Your Hand, Soulmate Connections, Diary of a Palm Reader, and Cruise to the Other Side. She reads palms with great detail and accuracy. The information she is able to pull from some of her readings is simply amazing. She has been featured on tons of radio programs for her great work. I'd like to welcome Myrna Liu to the show. Hi, how are you? Good. Excellent. How are you? Oh, good. I'm glad to be here. Should yeah, be fun. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to just maybe encourage the listeners to go to Myrna's website, uh, see some of the videos of your actual readings. Um, that You guys can find that at MyrnaLou.com. That's M-Y-R-N-A-L-O-U.com. Uh, she's got some fascinating things and some fascinating work. Now, I've, you know, been doing this show for a little while. And, and prior to this, you know, I had spent a few years just kind of researching different things like uh, yeah. psychic mediums, paranormal phenomenon stuff, just trying to understand kind of what our reality is and what it's, 
what it seems and things aren't always quite what they seem. But I've never really taken a look into, I guess, palm reading that much up until today, you know, just preparing for the interview. And there's actually some fascinating things to it and some interesting things I think that the, the listeners can, you know, maybe appreciate and, and find some interest in. Um, can you maybe just talk a little bit about the basic aspects of what you do? Right. Well, the first thing is when I meet somebody, I look at their hand, whether they tell me I can or not, like a waitress, or it doesn't matter who it is, because everybody is born with hands, and the hand is only this big on a little baby. And there's lines on there. And then the baby grows up, the lines move and change. Everything that impacts your brain is going to show up on that line, on the different lines. <clears throat> so what I do is look at a whole hand. And I look at five basic lines. And they're the lifeline, because we all have that. The love line, work, reproduction, and the bracelets. And so those are, that's right there is enough to go for a half hour on somebody without even doing the miscellaneous. So you'd mentioned that uh, babies begin their life with maybe like a, a blueprint to, to what's on their hand. Now, th does that change over time? That's it's yeah. kind of like uh... changes all the time. Sometimes it stops and starts. Some lines meander. So it, life is in flux all the time. There's always change. So there's a lot of change that goes on. And then the lines in the hand actually will tell you kind of what they do now why does that is that change just based on like is free will have anything to do with that or 100 percent free will but the thing is you're born and you come from a, a heredity line of people from way back so there's grandparents aunts and uncles centuries of people and so all of that makes up who you are and that's part of your hand that's fascinating do you do you know what are some of the, like, maybe the origins of palm reading? Do you know anything about the origins of yeah, palm reading? Yeah, I studied all that. and started in um, India, and then that was in the year 2000 B.C. Then it went to China in the year 3000 B.C., and the kind I use is Chinese. I do the Oriental style. What, what so, are some of the differences um, between Oriental and maybe from India? A little bit, a little bit, and some of it's the same. They look at it, it's all in the eye of the perspective of the person who's reading. That's how you interpret. Interesting. And how did this all get started for you? Uh, like at what age and kind of how did you co come, well, come into palm reading? I was um, in the fourth grade and I showed up at the hospital where my mother was a nurse. We lived in Dayton, Ohio, and she couldn't leave. The next shift never showed up. So I ended up staying there for eight hours, and I'm a kind of a whiny little kid. So she grabbed a book off of the volunteer wagon, and she just said, sit down here and read this. And she didn't have time to look at the title. She would never give me a book on palmistry at 10. But anyway, I read it. I couldn't understand one word in that book, but I memorized every illustration. So that's, that's interesting. That's almost like it was meant to be, right? Yeah, well, it wasn't my a coincidence. Was my sister was six. She was the very first one I ever read. Wow. So she's four years younger than me, and I spent my whole life looking at her hand at different times. Right. Now, when, when you're doing these readings, so there's obviously some telltale signs like in the lines of somebody's hand. 
but like are you drawing like psychic um part of it's psychic because we all are everybody has some ability you know when something's wrong or right your gut tells you oh this doesn't feel right Somebody could say to me, I'm a five-star general in the service, and my gut tells me he's never even been in the service. <laughs> See, so I don't call him on it, but I know. Right. That's psychic. That's interesting. Is some of this coming from source or spirit guides, or is it just your own psychic ability? I think ability? It's, it's a, I've been doing this for going on a long time. I was 10, and now I'm 80. So I've been doing that 70 years. So I think part of it is it's just second nature to me. And the other part is it is psychic. So it's a little bit of both. In some of your videos, you actually talk, touch a little bit on like uh, past lives and stuff like that. And right. You, so you can see potential okay. past lives. I'm going to show you on my hand where past lives are. Okay. So here's my hand. The, the lifeline starts on the baby finger side of the hand. Take a look at your hand if you're right-handed. And it goes across. And then between the fingers where they're connected and where that lifeline is, this is called past lives. This thing that you can push on that's got like calluses or where it's a little bit soft. You see uh -huh. on your hand? Yeah. The gushy part. Okay. Yeah. So I count stripes there. And every line there represents a past life. Huh. And a person could have normal is four to seven. Some people have 60. If it's over 20, I yell at them. <laughs> that's because seven times three is 21 and i'm lenient up till the <laughs> we hit 21 and then i go what is wrong with you <laughs> it means you didn't get your lessons you didn't learn what you came here to learn right what okay. what do you think it is about what are we here to learn well we're here for a lot of reasons but mainly you learn you learn to grow because growth means going forward and a lot of people are stagnant or they go backwards and you're supposed to grow. And so part of our life lesson is growth. And then when we're done with these lessons, what happens? Well, then when you die, you, you either go to heaven or the other place. <laughs> but the thing is, um, we come back as somebody else, but inside you are memory banks. Of who you were so let's say you had seven past lives because i didn't get to see your hand but let's say you had seven stripes here so you were the man the woman the boy the girl the grandma the grandpa because it changes each time so one of those past lives maybe you didn't learn a lesson and that's why you had to come back so you're carrying today you're you so now you're carrying seven implants in you that are past life implants memories of don't do that that didn't work last time right see and is some of that like that feeling or that well you had mentioned like some of that feelings like psychic but like when you maybe you're about to do something and you you just get that feeling like i don't know if i should do this this doesn't right, seem like right is, is sometimes that, you is, pull yourself back it doesn't you don't say to somebody don't take a plane ride today because it's going to crash i never say things like that right but i might say if you're having travel plans maybe you might want to rethink them and is some of that drawing off of past life experience? No. no. That's um, psychic, and it's what I show in their hand. Uh -huh. I never tell somebody, you're going to die at 91 and three quarters. I say, the gene pool you come from shows the people in your line are either really long living or they all die early. But you can change destiny. Mm -hmm. Just change how you eat, how you exercise. Right. 
don't have to thought the lines are not set in cement they move they're malleable they move they go all the, over the place and so is it i was just going to show you real quick can okay. you see this diagram uh-huh well that's my hand that is my hand and it shows on there all the five basic lines so i look i study them when i do a reading and somebody emails me that they want one I spend an hour to an hour and a half just studying it with, I go up to the computer with my magnifier. Nobody in the world is doing this. Uh -huh. And then I write a five or six page report. Yeah, I had seen in some of your videos that there's quite a bit of detail into your readings. It's right, not I get just- it And I get 90 to 95% right. And is that, and that's just based off of what verification from the people that you're reading right sometimes uh -huh. i say i see that you were married and it didn't work but now you're married again and they go my first wife doesn't know that don't say that out loud <laughs> but i give it right that's interesting yeah and what are some of maybe the so the more notable things that you've said to clients and then they've come back to you and verified well i've saved a few lives and that's pretty notable i tell um, one man sat down at a fair and i said i see you go to the bathroom five times a night and he says yeah i don't get a good night's sleep and i said you need to go have your prostate checked out called me up from the hospital and said i hope you're happy i'm in surgery or i just had it so he would have died if i hadn't caught that Wow. And I found a breast tumor on a woman, and I sent her to go have it checked out, and she's not here anymore. She didn't oh, make it. That's unfortunate. So actually, it is pretty noteworthy what comes off of a reading. Mm -hmm. And you can't lie to me because I give it. Right. And yeah. is it typically... I mean, obviously it's accurate, but I mean, these lines in your hands, I mean, it's typically kind of the same well the five basic lines are on everybody either uh -huh. you work or you don't work but if you worked your whole life you're going to have a whole lot of stripes that right. shows the different types of jobs you've had what you like what you didn't like and then if um you never went to college it shows but a newborn baby has a line that it's full of hope has everything on there and then it depends on what the free will is and what that child does when they grow up that's interesting. Okay. And you, you had said something, uh, or there's something on your website that I had to note down that says hands are like mirrors to the soul. I thought well, that was you know, kind they of say beautiful. The eye is the mirror. Your eye shows you what's out there. That's a mirror. And your soul is in here. And so the hand is a reflection of what's in here, what's in internally. Can you talk a little bit about uh, guardian angels? Yeah. Um, when people die, <clears throat> some people have no guardian angels. The average is one to two. Some people have seven. But what they are is somebody who was close to you, who felt something special for you. Maybe they got killed in a car wreck. And instead of ascending, they don't go up. Their body may be buried or cremated, but their soul is here and hangs out with you. And so you have two, I can see them right now. I don't know how I know that, but I see two angels on you. Really? Yeah, they're that's right behind you. That's interesting. 
So that means you're protected front and back. That means over here and here it would be open, right? Uh -huh. Except God gives every one of us when we're born, he gives your mother a present and it's two animal guides. So you have an animal, animal, human, human. So you have four protectors. Oh, wow. But angels can talk to you, whisper in your ear, tell you what to do, help guide you, guard you, protect you, love you. And animals are just there. Uh -huh. You know what animals you have? I, ha I know one's a hawk. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the other one. The other one is either a cat, like a big cat, like a lion, a tiger, a zebra, something like that. Okay. Or I mean, a zebra. Is that, a makes sense. that makes sense to me. Big cat. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. That's okay. interesting. So I have a, a wolf uh -huh. and an eagle. And the wolf and eagle are the two strongest ones you can get. That's awesome. Yeah. That's but pretty I only cool. have one guardian angel where you have two. Huh. Why? Wh what? What's the purpose of the guardian angels other than I know that like to whisper? Well, you know, they to don't want to leave. They want to make sure you're okay. And when you uh -huh. ascend, they will. So they would stay until you're 70 or 90 or however long you're here. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That's good stuff. And now the purpose of the spirit animals. Can we talk touch on that some more? Because that, that, well, that's a fascinating okay. thing. That happens to be Native American Indian lore. Mm -hmm. And I just throw that in with palmistry because it doesn't have anything to do with palmistry. But Native American Indians believe we all have animals. And that's why you know one of yours. You just know it because you always see them or you've always had collections of them or yes. you like them or whatever it is. So I love dogs. That's why I got canine, which is what a wolf is. Then I like to watch birds, so I got an eagle, but those are the two ones. The eagle goes like this and it takes you up, and the wolf is very strong. It's right there. And everybody has spirit animals. Right. That's, that's fascinating. Everybody who's born gets two of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. because yeah, I've heard that before. Given. I think there's some truth to that. I really do. Yeah, well, that, then the angels on top of it, means you're completely surrounded with protection. That means you can't get in a car wreck that would be terrible. You can't fall down a flight of steps and break your neck. You're protected. It's funny that you mentioned that because that actually, I was in a bad car wreck when I was younger. You walked away without a scratch. Right? You're right. And I was the only one that walked away without a scratch. Right, because your angels were all around you on both sides of you, what yeah. I said. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You talk a lot about um, soulmates and meeting your soulmate. And like That's my a lot favorite of, thing to talk about. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, are in search of that or, you know, that's one of the things maybe they go to you to have a reading done to try a to find. A lot of people don't know. When I give a lecture, I say, who knows what a soulmate is? And the room is dead silent. And then I say, well, why do you all want one? And they go, well, everybody talks about soulmates. So I want one too. But you have to know what we're talking about. So I wrote the book on soulmate over here. Um, if you could see it, it's called Soulmate Connections. Yep. And I have them and Amazon has them. And actually that book has put many, many people together because a lot of people know after they read the book what they're looking for. And it means you're looking for the other half of your, what makes you complete. Doesn't mean a twin flame. It doesn't mean somebody just like you, but it means somebody where you're here, the other person's here, and you blend. So 
there's a lot of ways people blend and they're different ways. So it starts out communication. Soulmates have to have a, first of all, you knew the person back there in another lifetime when you were both probably somebody else, but you mm -hmm. have that memory bank. Then after that, you have to look good with the person. So somebody 18 isn't going to look good with somebody 80, but somebody 55 and somebody 60 would look good together. Right. Okay. Then um, the sex is private and personal, but it means they're on the same page. Then there's other things like religion. doesn't mean you have to go to church. It means either you are a believer or you're not. And there are some people that aren't, but then you wouldn't want to match up with somebody who is because then you have this. Right. You have fighting over religion or over money. So it needs to be somebody you're so compatible with that you're comfortable. Okay. Now, do you believe because that soulmates, is this pre-planned prior to coming into this life? It's on the hand. And it uh -huh. says if you're supposed to learn some lessons first and be married one or two times and then find it, or you're supposed to find it right off the bat. So right. a wedding or a marriage looks like this. A union of two people looks like two, like a V. And right here is where they tie the knot. So on your hand, look and see if you see a wishbone. You know, on a chicken, you see a wishbone or a yeah, turkey? Yeah, I do. Okay, so that's two, two sides to a half. So one side is you and one side is somebody else. Interesting. And I think it's important, like you had just mentioned, um, you know, maybe the, the first marriage or the first significant other is not always necessarily the soulmate. Usually it isn't. Sometimes it's very rare to be on the first. And some people are married 50 years, very compatible, wonderful. Doesn't have to be a soulmate. <clears throat> this book that I wrote, the first 17 pages, has stuff in here that nobody even tells you, not even your mother. So I'm going to just tell you what some of it is. It says um, relationship mistakes. So you see red flags. Your gut says, oh, oh, this doesn't feel right. But you do it anyway. That's your mistake. Um, what do you look for? There's 15 qualities to look for in a soulmate in this book. How do you recognize them? Will they say forever? What do they look like? What, how do you react with each other? Um, there's just a million things, and this for 17 pages right here is worth the whole book. And so my publisher called me up and he said, I'm 57 years old. I didn't even know what a soulmate was, but I read your book. So I said, oh, that's nice. So he said, well, we have 900 authors here. I've never read a single book. This is the only one. Mm. So I said, why is that? And he said, because the title was not Soulmate Connection, this isn't what got me, it's the subtitle. And it says, everything you ever wanted to know about relationships, love, romance, and soulmates. Mm -hmm. So he said, that got me. So he went out looking, never been married, 57, had two long-term relationships. He, I had to send him a wedding present. Now <laughs> the soulmate, after he read my book. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's beautiful. Idea. Yeah. That's nice. That's I'm sure that's nice to hear like that your books does well, things like that. Well, that's a confirmation that what I figured out that I think a soulmate is and I put it in the book and it is. Right. You know. That's interesting. So most people know four or five qualities that they're looking for and I came up with 15 and after I wrote the book I thought of some more. Nice. So, see, it's just people don't know. They just know they want a partner. Mm -hmm. And some marriages or unions are not a partner. And a partner is what everybody needs where somebody says, give me half of your load. I'll give you half of mine. Right. 
And not all, not all lives are meant to have a soulmate, right? No, no. A lot of people don't have one. I don't have the mark, but I got a soulmate. My mm -hmm. husband has it. The mark is this thing that we were talking about, but right here at the wrist. So look on your hand right here. And but between your wrist. And oh, right yeah, here, I have it. The effort <laughs> of yeah. pyramid. Yeah, I have it. Pyramid is the soulmate mark. Huh. That's neat. So I was only here one other time, and I was a master, but I was a male last time. So each time we come back, it changes. So I must have been in another lifetime. I knew the husband I have now. So I'll show you what this looks like here. This is my soulmate. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I like that. He He's 70 pounds less than this now, but <laughs> I like how I look in there, so I keep it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. And, and how long have you been with your soulmate? This time. This marriage, 27 years. Oh, that's wonderful. The first wonderful. one was wonderful, but he died after 20. And so I was a widow at 40, and I didn't like that too much. Wow. And, and how, how did you, how do you know, do you had a past life regression done, or is, is this something you've just seen? I just know. Uh-huh. You just know. <laughs> I, I just, in my case, I just knew I was supposed to have it. Even though I don't have the mark, I was supposed to bump into another me. When I said people blend like here and here, and they go together. Uh -huh. That's what it means. It means that you, where one person is off on a wild hair somewhere, the other one brings them down. Yeah. One person gets out of control and the other one says, let's go over here. So let's say you're shopping for a couch and one person goes, let's go shopping. And the other one says, I'll go with you. Yeah. I'll help you pick. And then they say, let's get a coffee table and two chairs and lamp, uh, just a couch this time. See? So it, it's balancing each other. Yeah, it provides balance, huh? Well, they complement each other, right? Right. They blend and complement, and mm -hmm. there's compromise. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So there's no bickering, no competition, no sexual yeah. tension, none of that stuff, because you yeah. already did that back there. Yep, that's right. Lifetime. It's true. I believe, I believe everything you're saying here, because it's... I know you I've got that... Okay. Yeah, I've got that experience. I've ha I have this experience that you're, you're talking about so okay absolutely oh the length of lifetime on a hand okay can you talk a little bit about that and how well and i'll how tell you how i do it so uh -huh. then you can look at your own and figure it out so remember i said it starts on the baby finger side and it goes across uh-huh okay so each finger starting on the baby finger side is worth 20 years so you go 20 20 20 that's 60 right uh-huh you count the first three fingers don't count your index finger. Right. Okay. 20, 40, 60. Then go in between and look up here. In between each finger is a space, right? So, and the spacing is worth 10. So, we've already got 60. Then you go 70, 80, 90. See, but you aren't very old, are you? Uh, I'm 40. You under 50? I'm 40. Right. People under 50 are going to see 120 to 130 because technology is going to come in in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. So whatever your hand says is going to go beyond that because that's just your relatives and your heredity line. It shows longevity of in 90s because I saw your hand when you had it up. <laughs> I peeked at it. <laughs> so um, the length of the line and then 
the strength of the line because some are real faint and it's not good. You want to mm -hmm. see heavy duty lines that are, you know, really in there good and then I can tell. So a strong person has strong lines and a weak person who might be iffy is it starts and stops and starts and stops. That's not good on a lifeline. Mm, that's interesting. So maybe they died in an operating room and they brought them back. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they had a terrible birth canal uh, birth and they almost didn't make it, but then they were able to revive it. See, so it all shows up on the lifeline. Hmm. Okay. Fascinating. What are some other things that you can tell? I mean, I know there's okay. a lot. There's a lot. Well, I'm just going to give you a couple things that are miscellaneous because so, okay. on my literature that I have, it's on here. So the X symbol means good luck. Wherever you have X's on the hand, um, and a star would be an X superimposed on top of another one, and hardly anybody has that, but that means double good luck. And then guardian angels are X's, but they're on the lifeline. So on that lifeline that I was showing you, if there's an X standing up on top of it, underneath it, going through the middle of it, those are angels. You have two X's there. I told you I peeked. Okay. Um, Islands mean you're trapped or cornered, you don't like where you are. Um, dots mean you're stuck where you are. Teacher's block looks like a, uh, like a brick, and it means you'd be good at teaching. ESP, creativity, abilities, and talent. The poison line are allergies, and they're over here along the side of the hand. Um, the mystic cross is somebody like what can do what I do, somebody in the metaphysical. Giving lines, stripes and grids, soulmate mark, so, uh, reincarnation, old soul, focusing, centering, grounding, lessons learned, and new beginnings. That's a lot of different things that I go through. Right. And everybody and you, has most of them. As I was going to ask, typically you... Well, I looked at my hand to see what all I had, and that's what made that list up, but I just don't have the soulmate symbol. Mm-hmm. The symbol is that pyramid. So, hmm. so I wrote four books. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about them. So the very first book I wrote, I wrote in one hour. It's called Me, I See Your Hand. Can you see it? Yep. Okay. So you can't write a book in an hour, but that was channeled. In those years, I didn't even know what the word channeled means. And it means it came straight from God through me, and I wrote uh, it longhand. Right. One hour. Okay, then I sent it to publishers to get it published, and I picked out 14 to send it to, and the first four that got it said they wanted it. So I teach classes out of that book. Then I did the Soulmate book. This one was 1996, got printed in 97. Soulmate book came out in 2003. Then in 2004, I did The Diary of a Palm Reader. Mm -hmm. And this is stories of murderers, kidnappers, embezzlers, blackmailers, UFO, all kinds of things that I've seen in session. Wow. And I waited till 2014 and I wrote my first novel called Cruise to the Other Side. See the cruise ship on there? Uh-huh. And um, it's about a mother and daughter that go on a cruise and then all kinds of things happen. And the mother falls down the atrium steps and she dies in the medical center. But she keeps visualizing because she hasn't gone yet. Her, her soul, her mind is still here. So she keeps coming back to the daughter. 
So it's kind of creepy. And when I wrote it, <laughs> I kept looking behind me because <laughs> 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 I creeped myself out. <laughs> you you had mentioned that uh, it, that first book that you wrote it in an hour and it, it, it seemed like it came directly from source. Yeah, I think you know, I've talked to a lot of authors doing this and I've had, a, I've heard that from a few authors that have said similar things that they felt really? like it was coming from source and not their own, their own. I didn't even know I wrote it. That's crazy. I mean, I went to bed after I wrote it. It was in the bottom, in the basement of our house. I wrote it longhand. Every time I got to a full tablet page, I threw it on the floor. And the next day when I came home from work, I screamed to my husband, we've been robbed. Come quick, look in my palm reading room. And he looked and there was papers all over the floor, yellow tablet papers. And he said, this is your handwriting. Wow. <laughs> and it was. So we played a game called Concentration. You know that game? Uh-huh. <clears throat> we turned every page upside down in our family room floor. And then we tried to match them up, and that took hours and hours. And it took me 100 hours to type it up and get it the way I wanted it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the actual book itself showed up in one hour. Wow. Because I had a lot to say, and I needed to get it out. Yeah. And, and that's... I'm writing a book now, the fifth one, but it isn't ready to be, go to see a publisher yet. What's, what's it about? <clears throat> it's a cruise ship and a kidnapping of a newborn baby on the cruise ship. And the nanny walks off into the sunset with the baby and gets $100,000 in Puerto Rico because it's a blonde-haired, little blue-eyed little girl. Mm. That's what somebody wanted. Interesting. So, yeah. So it's called What Happened on Emerald Deck because on cruise ships, every floor is a deck. Uh -huh. And so I'm saying they lived on Emerald. The deck was Emerald. So I love what I do. You could see that. Right. Yeah, and I get still, a kick out of it. So, still doing I, it, my, seventy years strong into it. Well, but my degree is in radio, TV journalism, mm -hmm. and so they say write about what you know, and this is what I know. So, and you never run out of ideas when you have that many people. That's right. You had mentioned UFOs. You've seen you like UFO things in yep. palm readings. Yeah. Can you talk well, a little bit about that? Who said they were abducted? And then they go, you want to see where they put the little thing on me right here? They made an implant. And I get it. I once did a fair and a guy said to me, sat down, can you do my reading really fast? I said, no, we do 20 minutes for $20 at fairs. Well, you don't understand. The mothership is circling the building and they want to take me to my new planet. So I finished his reading and then I went in the restroom to get him off of me because his energy was not good. You know, he was a Lulu. Now, so you, you had mentioned before that being a psychic, you're able to pick up on people that are, are lying. Now, some of these people that have claimed to be abducted by aliens, is there some truth well, to this? Well, that's the thing. I don't say, well, you're a bald-faced liar. Right. I say, I think you have a memory, but I don't know that I can tap into it. Mm -hmm. I try to be you know, gentle with people. I try right. not to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. But some people say, Oh, yes, I've been in many times, and I can tell you what the inside of the ship looks like. Well, I don't know if they're lying or not then, because they have details. Mm -hmm. so I once did a reading for a guy who came to my house, and he had his reading, and I didn't like something that was in the basement where my room was. And I said, let's go outside and sit on the back patio. And he said, okay. And it was a great big guy. So we go out there and sit down. 
And something in my gut told me, uh oh, don't be alone with this person. Sure enough, he was one of the ones that had been abducted, and he was. Wow. Because I could tell by looking at his hand. Huh. And that'll, that'll tell you whether they've been abducted or not. I just could feel it. That's that crazy. is the psychic part. I got yeah. that. Yes, he was inside a ship. How could he have described the inside to me and tell me everything that nobody else has ever heard? Did so, he elaborate at all on like what what type of aliens or what they looked like or anything like that? No, that didn't come out. What came out was that he was inside a curved room and it was all stainless steel, which nobody's ever said before. Um, he said that the lighting was different than any lighting we've ever had and everything was fuzzy and dim. And then um, he just told me things that I, nobody's ever heard before. So I knew that he couldn't have made it up. What are some of the other verifications or interesting stories like that? That well, I mean, you've, I'm actually, sure you've come I've across a, tons. I've done a lot of movie stars and people that you would have heard of. I don't know if you ever heard of Irma Bombeck. <clears throat> but she was a famous writer, and I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and so was she. So I did Phil Donahue, you know who that is? Oh, yeah, is? yeah. Okay. Well, he was 17 when I was 16, oh, and wow. I predicted he would be the first TV talk show host, and he was. <laughs> and then That's I did um, John Travolta when he owned a pizza parlor in Santa Barbara, California, before he was a movie star. I did Jackie Gleason. I don't know if you know who that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's... Um, I did Clint Eastwood, Slice Alone. What? Clint Eastwood? Oh, that's Mama so Trump cool. Before yeah. she was divorced to Mr. Trump. Oh, I wow. Said, I see there's a little problem in River City, which is my code to say, you know, there's a problem. And she said, oh, no, me and the Donald are like this. And two weeks later, they were divorced. <laughs> she knew it was coming. So a lot of people say no, no, no to everything I write or I tell them about. And then when I'm all done, they go, I lied. You were right. Because you can't lie to me. I give it. Right. You know. So when people do it on the internet, I can't see them. So I say, send me your picture of your hand. And now I'm going to tell people, send me a picture of what you look like. So that, like, I can tell my, without seeing your hand, I see your hand. So you never put your hand up like this for me to see it. But I got it. I mean, I, I could if you, if you wanted me to. I still can't. I mean, I yeah, can't. Yeah, no, but I got it. Yeah, I, you did. I already know. I got you already, right? Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. And that's, I think that's important to know, like with this whole COVID thing going on, you're still doing readings on, online, right? That people well, I'm doing can, them in my house. I live uh -huh. in Florida. People come. I wear a mask. They wear a mask. We do the hand stuff. I do their reading. They go to the bathroom or whatever. I clean up all the germs, and then I'm good, and they're good. But when I do them on the internet, it could be all over the world. And I've talked to people in 93 countries. So that's all over the world. That, yeah, that's and impressive. I can't see them. I can't touch them. So it ha when somebody comes here and I shake their hand at the front door, I know right away what we're going to talk about. I get it. I know why they're here. That's, so that's, that's psychic, too, because I pick it up from them. How does the future look for... Uh... With everything that's going on. For, for all of us, it's scary. Okay. When I grew up, we had polio. Nobody was allowed to go to swimming pools or drive in theaters or any place because they were afraid of getting polio. Now we have the COVID thing that's scaring everybody to death. 
and there's deaths all over the place. But we've had COVID for centuries. They just call it different things. So it was SARS, it was Asian flu, it was Hong Kong flu. Now it's this one. It's just we never had TV before, but they can publicize every day, every single person who got Right, it. right. That's fascinating. So you have you so do you think there there is hope though, right, for people, I would think, to get well, through I mean, it through this? There's hope. You know, we have to hope we're gonna get the vaccine. Everybody that wants it gets it, and then we'll never catch that. We might catch the next thing that comes along. But it's just, um, I hate that we have to be locked down. I hate that kids don't know if they can go to school or not. Right, Women right. who are pregnant and have to have a baby during this, it's not good. You know, people's parents die. They can't go to the funeral. They can't be with them at the last. Yeah, that happened to one of my family members. We, they had cancer. We weren't able to go visit them in the hospital. You're right. You can't do anything. It just blocks us. We're blocked. But in a way, that saves lives, so I guess it's worth it. There's a gypsy palm reading, which I don't do, and there's the real one, which I do. So this is scientific. It's just like numerology is scientific, so is astrology. Well, palmistry is too, and doctors use it, believe it or not. When you go in a doctor's office, they shake your hand, right? They say, come on in, and they shake your hand, because they're feeling if it's wet or dry, soft skin, hard skin. Dry, they're looking for different they pick up impressions immediately then mm. <clears throat> when newborn babies are born pediatricians look at the newborn baby's hand that's that little tiny hand and they're looking to see if there's any defects heart congenital heart different things so i know it's scientific right and now what's the difference between that and you called it gypsy palm reading what's what is that well, the gypsy says, you will meet a tall, dark stranger. <laughs> or they, you know, make stuff up. And That's I true. get cards read sometimes when I'm at a fair, I'll trade with people. Uh-huh. And I don't get one word that they're talking about with the cards, the tarot oh, cards. Yeah, tarot. And I go, um, excuse me, what's that? And they say, well, I make up little happy stories because I really don't know what it means. That's as fakey as you can get. That, See, that to me is gypsy. That to me isn't right. Yeah. Well, Myrna, uh, where can we find some of the great work that you're doing and how can we get a hold of some of your, your fabulous writing? Okay. If anybody wanted to look up my website and they had a pencil and paper right now, it's called Myrna Lou Palmistry, or it's actually www.myrnalou, M-Y-R-N-A-L-O-U. It's like Mary Lou all one word, <clears throat> .com. So it's, it's www.myrnaloo.com. They can email me at palmist at myrnaloo.com. If they want a reading, I'm doing half price during the summer because of COVID. So instead of 100, I'm doing them for 50. And I use PayPal. What's the availability as far as getting in to see you at an appointment? Are you booked up? Are you backed um, up? I have four ahead right now, but I do them. I'd be done in about two days, so I go pretty fast. So when I have 14 in an inbox, I'm excited. <laughs> That's a lot. So Excellent. four is just normal. Excellent. And I encourage all the listeners out there to please go to her website and check out some of her work. She's got some of her readings on video yeah. and some of the things that she's doing. Uh, wonderful work. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Yes, it has. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.
that's it for the show, Reality Searchers. If you enjoyed the show, please share the show. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on all the social media platforms. I hope you enjoyed the show. Just remember to question everything and search for your own truths.